Willkommen, bienvenue, welcome. I'm MCFC, oh MCFC, to MCFC. Meine Damen und Herren, meine Dames und Messieurs, Ladies and Gentlemen, comment ça va? Do you feel good? Ich bin euer Konferentier, I am your host Ian Unzigen. And tonight, I am pleased to present to you the most delightful, wonderful selection, 1972's Cabaret. So my most beautiful audience, throw back a prairie oyster and enjoy tonight's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to MCFC. It is another episode. Holy fuck. Welcome to Movie Cinema Film Club. And thank you, Ian, our guide on this week's movie cabaret. Um, you know, you know, you've got your moments, Ian. You've got your moments for sure. <laughs> um so before we get into that movie, uh, I think we should uh we should say hello first. So please, Ian, say hello. Bonjour, Bo. Okay, that that's okay. Uh, that isn't that French. Okay, so uh, and then Brittany, say hello. Hola, cómo estás? <laughs> and then I say something. Um, okay, as we always do, let's get into our dailies. What is the hotness of this week in your world? Let's hear it, Brit. Yes, I'm so glad that you use the term hotness because it's the perfect segue into the highlight of my week which was a return to a long lost love of mine. That's right. I'm talking about the Emmy award winning best show on television. RuPaul's drag race <laughs> has reentered my life. I used to watch it religiously. And when I lived in San Francisco, it was a regular thing of mine to go on Friday nights to whatever bar in the Castro and watch it in a big gay club. And it was a great thing, but you know, life happens and a show that goes on for 15 seasons, inevitably you kind of go, yeah, I, it's, I have things to do. Like it's a lot of episodes and I, yeah. I can't keep up. And it's just like, I just fell off, but I always followed the show on Instagram and I don't know something about the way they marketed it this season. I was like, you know what? I like, I like the cut of these Queens jib this season and I'm coming uh. back in <laughs> and let me tell you, holy fuck it. It only gets better and better. That show is so goddamn entertaining and, Drag queens are just the type of joy that we need in the world at this moment. So I'm happy to be back on board. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. you um, you've reconnected yes. with an old friend. No, it's yeah. wonderful. Many wonderful old reunions. Many yes. old friends. <laughs> what about you, Ian? What are you up to? A very similar. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> my you got back into drag. I got back into drag. <laughs> you know. Um, this is not a five o'clock shadow. Uh, <laughs> so my daily, the highlight of my week is going to be a little personal. And it's a, the acts of service. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of my love language. And on this past Friday, I bicycled to Brooke's house. And then she lives kind of far away from me. But I was practicing to, like, uh, do, a, like, a cross-country bike ride. And so I had my bike all loaded up with clothes and tools and everything and sleeping bags. And I rode up Friday night, uh, and I rode home Saturday, and because uh, that's what you would have to do on a bicycle. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the little things 
And uh, she had a, a freshly cooked meal for me when I got there after riding for a couple hours. And uh, it just, uh, it was wonderful. It was delicious. We had some homemade nice. pasta and I, uh, I was a very happy person. And it has nothing to do with her gender and a woman cooking for me or anything like that. <laughs> it's, the, it's the nice Why little dish. No one was thinking that, that Ian. <laughs> well, I, I hope. I hope. How did uh, you turn it into that? <laughs> uh, well, I hope. I hope she's listening to this episode. So yeah. Oh, I see. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> but no. Wow. <laughs> but uh, that was a highlight. I appreciated it very much. So and uh, it was delicious. Aww. That's awesome. Thanks, That's Brooke. amazing that you're training and. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um. Your daily, Bo. Yeah. Uh, my daily. Uh, this week, I, 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 I hammered in a deal that I've been working on for quite a while. I'm going to be creative director for a local ice cream shop. Hey. And it's just been taking a long time to get to this place where I was like, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm getting paid. Like, let's just, let's get this figured out. And we got to figure it out. And as soon as I sort of signed on the dotted line, I was like, what have I done? I've got a lot of work to do. It's a lot of fucking work. So, but here we go. Here we go. It's good yeah. to get things going, you know? So yeah. congratulations. Uh, that's, that's mine. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, okay. Well, that's enough about us. Let's talk about Liza Minnelli. And there's only one person I would love to, to have this conversation with more than Brittany. And that's Ian. Ian, it's your movie. Take us to the depths of hell. Here we go. <laughs> well, this week, uh, we are going to discuss 1972's Cabaret, just some background information directed by Bob Fosse, starring Liza Minnelli as Sally Bowles, Michael York as Brian Robert, Helmut Grime as Baron Maximilian, and Joel Grey as our Master of Ceremonies. If you haven't watched Cabaret, please go do that. Uh, but a quick summary, uh, the backdrop, 1931 Berlin, the ending days of the Weimar Republic. The story focuses on the relationship between Bohemian performer Sally Bowles and bookish academic Brian Roberts. In the background of the ups and downs of their relationship is the rising base of Nazis, fascism, and the changing political tide occurring in Germany. Uh, Bo. I would like to throw a wrench in the gears on this episode and okay. just ask, actually, if you don't have any other special things, do you? Other than our trivia game no problem later it i later was, i wanted to uh, i would have opened up the discussion but okay so great i would like it if ian started this week oh Ooh. even though it is his movie <laughs> i would love to hear ian's take his deep take on cabaret would love to um my major takeaways that i jotted down in terms of my notes I'm not going to hide the ball on this one. I thoroughly loved and enjoyed this movie. Um, went in completely blind. And just the opening sequence, the opening musical number, uh, I was completely pulled in. And the, I jotted down four major, four major notes, but, uh, and I'm happy to yeah, discuss those at length, but I love the discussion of sexual orientation and uh, this theme of just being your true authentic self. I thought they represented that really well in the Brian Roberts character and his sexual fluidity and juxtaposing that with the Fritz character, that sub character who's pretending to be a Protestant and not a Jew and that holding him back from his actual romantic relationship of like, yeah, man, like if you were just yourself, there it is. 
Uh, but that struggle with Brian's character, not so much a struggle, but like uh, this character that I've never, I don't know, up until this point of seeing in a, maybe in Jules and Jim, but an earlier take on polyamory or fluidity of like, eh, love is love and uh, this works. Liza Minnelli, incredible. I actually had never really seen her in anything other than Arrested Development. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> holy cow. And what I really enjoyed, I've, I used to say I wasn't a big musical fan. And one of the things that I used to find cringy about musical, and that's also uh, changing. Like I really enjoyed Tick, Tick, Boom very recently. Uh, La La Land, a couple other more modern musicals I've enjoyed. But something I used to like find cringy would be the like high school musical, like just people breaking out into song and dance in the middle of narrative. And I right. really loved that with the exception of one song, all the music occurs in the cabaret theater. It's, it's an indirect way of keeping the narrative going, but you have dialogue between your characters. And then we always return back to the theater for the musical performances, which keeps the storytelling going on. And I love that uh, aspect of this. And finally, I think they just did such a great job of portraying cabaret and essentially early versions of drag, you know, burlesque, what have you, not in a seedy negative way, but in this like divine decadence of like, this is this celebration of creativity, of art, of performance. And I thought they really portrayed it in a beautiful, fun way uh, versus like a condemnation of it. And so those are my four major takeaways of this movie that I thought there was equal balance to a lot of the storylines. Admittedly, like the background plots of rising fascism kind of was, sometimes I was just kind of confused as to why that was an aspect, but um, this movie was based off that uh, theater pr production, which was based off a biography of an actual man who is gay living in Berlin at this time. It's basically his version of like, hey, this was the jazz scene in Berlin before Hitler took over. Like, you know, things were pretty, you know, progressive or liberal, and it was a wild, booming art scene, kind of reminiscent when I think of, not a great example, but when we watched Downtown 81, of, yo, if you were in New York in, like, 1980, <laughs> like, here's the birth of hip-hop, here's, like, the explosion of punk rock, here's this art scene, all these things are happening right now, and I felt like this was a musical, in a way, a musical version of, like, this world of Berlin in a forgotten time. Those are my takeaways. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bo, Bo yeah. accepts. Okay, Bo well, accepts. I'll jump in. Britt, um, Britt, you, yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about this film? Uh, I never in a million years would have dreamt that I would have said this in any earnestness in any point in my life, but I really kind of feel like what we needed more of in this film was Nazis um, <laughs> because I think that this movie struggled between trying to just tell a basic story of these main characters lives and tell this other overarching like this is Berlin at this time and this is the rise of the Nazis and all of these big grand historical things and honestly, that was the part of the movie that I found most interesting was the stuff that was happening, happening in the background. And I kind of was hoping 
because it it at first it was very very subtle it was just like a guy in his uniform in the background that was just existing in the background and slowly but surely you get to that point where they're driving down the street and you see the aftermath of this horrific scene that the Nazis perpetrated and then it starts to come more into the forefront. And then we get into the turmoil of this character who is passing as Protestant, who's actually Jewish. And his, I found his story with that woman very interesting. All of that I found very interesting. What I found least interesting was Sally and Brian. <laughs> really? So, I, I, uh, I did not expect that, but I really like, I would rather watch the B side of this movie that is all about the Nazis and none of Sally and Brian. Um, <laughs> really? I, that, okay. I, I also, my other big takeaway is um, I kind of, wish i'm a little on the fence about all of the musical aspects of this because i do love theater and performance of all of that you know cabaret drag burlesque all of that stuff i love it and i thought that a lot of it was really interesting and creative in this but i also as much as like i agree with you i thought it was a a good idea in some ways to have all of the music only exist in the cabaret because like how do you have how do you suddenly break out into song when you're dealing with nazis like that's ludicrous um but i don't know it it, in the end i was left feeling like it was disjointed because of that because you have this scene where she's talking about you know oh i'm pregnant and then suddenly and then and then here's semantics in a cabaret and it's like but why i don't it just it felt very jarring to me that constant going back and forth between the through line of these characters and then and song and song and there were a couple of times where it actually connected the song connected thematically to what was happening in the movie and so in those points i could be like oh okay well yeah that makes sense that you put that song in there i think the best yeah, the best example of that was the the song with the the gorilla or the ape. Oh, it was great. Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like it was a great pairing to what the story was doing at the moment. But that was, mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh, the 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 best example of like, hey, here's the story, but then here's here's how we are mimicking that in the cabaret, and here's right. how this all ties together. Yeah. yeah, and I think that the the surprise of that was also very gratifying. Of the whole time, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, she's an ape, whatever. But that last line when he reveals that she's supposed to actually be representing a Jew, it's like, ooh, boy. Like, it really gets at the heart of how, like, this this evil was sort of lurking everywhere, even in this cabaret that sort of, you know, you would think would come off as this sort of safe haven for all of the people sort of on the outskirts of society. And then it's like, yeah, even in there, it's uh, <laughs> showing its well, ugly head, you know? <laughs> Well, and in it's it's subtly shown, but like in the beginning of the movie, it's like there's like one armed banded Nazi sh- soldier in the beginning yeah. of the cabaret. Like throughout, yeah. you're seeing more and more of these soldiers. But like, mm-hmm. if if you don't mind me interrupting, and I was curious, what did you not like about the Brian Sally story or dynamic? So I think this to me felt like a 
kind of one of the earlier examples I can think of of this like manic pixie dream girl character. And I have always hated that trope. I find it insufferable. And I think that this is like the pinnacle of that. Everything that Sally's character said and did made me want to jump out of a window. Like I just, I could not get behind her. I don't understand what Brian saw in her. She, I mean, especially in the beginning, it's like, she wasn't even nice to him. Like I just, it's like, I, I really, really had a hard time every time she was on screen, which is crazy because like, like when she was actually performing in the cabaret, which like, by the way, did she just like leave her job halfway through the movie? Like she just That's a question stopped I have. performing. That's a question I have. But um, every time yeah. she was on stage, I, 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 I was like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, fuck. Yeah. Like there's Liza Minnelli. Like what a talented, you know, amazing singer, great dancer. Like all of that was on point. But as far as her just telling the story of this character, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I could mm-hmm. not. I I just could not. I wrote a <laughs> I wrote a line down here. I wrote a line that I think sums up how I feel about the film, which okay. is, well, actually, I, I don't want to I don't want to beat around the bush here. I, I have all <laughs> my notes. I don't. I have all my notes, but I have two bookends. I started it mm-hmm. with I hate this movie, and I ended <laughs> it with I hate this movie. I, whoa! And so whoa! Is this real? Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's real. Um. I would oh. say the best way I could describe <laughs> my feeling towards this film is it's nightmare-inducing, clown-faced overacting. That's how I feel about Liza Minnelli, how that role, the role that's written for her, the way that it's acted, the way that it's edited, the way you that it's shot. You just broke Ian's so, heart. <laughs> the way that that movie is shot, especially in the cabaret, I, I know there's supposed to be this like separate energy in there, but it feels like we're going through a mad carnival of horrors. Well, I do feel like they like kind the, of intended like, that to some extent in, yeah. in the cabaret but, specifically. But it's, so, it's so like different than everything else the movie's trying to do. And my question kept coming up was like, but why do we have this, this scene? Why is this scene juxtaposed with the next one which is like and now we're in we're in the weeds out here in in the middle of uh, nowhere falling in love and, and then it's like money and it's like this crazy <laughs> like insanity and it's like what are we trying to what what is the story here what is the story that we're trying to tell I, that society is maddening no i mean i thought it was a, a very i actually love the transitions and i thought it was a um a clever way of you know, adding musical stories to describe what's happening in these characters' lives. So when you're going into the money, money, money song, it's like that's the peak of them being, you know, basically bought by Maximilian. Right. And, right. And I think that was I one of that. the two that made sense to me. One of them, like, when the one she's of the going two that the, made sense. You're right. Then there's the abortion one. And when they cut to that scene, then there's like the red scarfs and like the, it almost looks like, uh, like her uterus. I don't know. It's like, or like her. Uh, birth canal, like the opening shot of that. Um, I'm trying to think of the other examples. I can't. I hate it. I just hated I loved her it. so much. And so, I, let I me. Mean, she. I think she really ruined that whole movie for me. That her character was just unbelievably annoying. But let me ask you, and this this might be my searchers where I'm like falling on this sword. <laughs> but like, 
do you hate it's okay to hate the character but i don't think you can hate the performance like i will the character say might be I unlikable but she won yeah. best actress for this i thought she as much as you might not like the magic yeah you know, what did you how did you describe it brit manic pixie the, dream girl right yeah i would never <laughs> want to hang out with this person but that person exists we all know this person of course we all see that person like you know like falling in a downward spiral outside of a club yeah, at just, 3 a.m. But I just don't believe that relationship. I don't, there's no believability in that. It's like, maybe there is that character, but like that character, I don't know. My beef like is not way overcooked. Not with Liza Minnelli or her performance. It's the way it was written and directed. I mean that she, she very much was like doing what I could see as, you know, the task at hand. I just, found it hard to exist through and i also thought that their relationship was just awful and toxic and i wanted no part of it it was the one toxic thing, it was the one absolutely. thing the one thing between the two of them that i was like oh yes was when uh and i'm trying to remember the exact words but basically it was like oh well screw max and she's like i am and he's like so am i i was yeah. like yeah let's go i want to watch that movie but the rest of it no <laughs> wow i just liked the reveal of that because it was like you kind of assumed that was happening but they didn't say it explicitly they didn't show it explicitly explicitly and to have it revealed during that fight i was like oh yeah jerry jerry <laughs> it is a toxic relationship but who among us has has not been in a toxic relationship? Okay. That's okay it's not to about it's not about our yeah it's not about our relationships and if we've had a toxic relationship. I think this has a lot to do with like, could you see these people actually being together? Yeah, was that believable? Because I couldn't I couldn't buy well, it because I just couldn't buy it as much as he is. Yeah, they're a total odd couple, but he's also struggling with questions about his sexuality. And if you're sure. trying to prove, like, I'm not gay, you're like, yeah, 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 you're a woman. But he wasn't like, trying to prove I'm not gay. He eh. told her, like, eh, set, like, I don't, I'm just, like, whatever. Really I'm, girls. like, I tried not women. It didn't work. Yeah. And, like, and so now I'm just doing me. And then she, sure. you know, seduces him or whatever you want to call well, no, it. And he's, like, he, oh, okay, now I'm doing this. But he was, they never gave the impression that he was, like, oh, I'm just you know, struggling because I like men, but I can't bring myself. No, like he was like, I'm gay. <laughs> you're Okay, you're correct by that. Right, they don't d display that. However, for me, it's like, all right, well, she has an unhealthy relationship with her father. Mm -hmm. He is, you know, maybe almost like providing that comfort and support and like he wants to save the broken, you know, bird. I don't know, the, the bird with yeah. the broken wing. Like that's how that initial kiss begins. And sometimes, I don't know, right, that is another example of a toxic relationship of the caregiver and the dependent. But, mm -hmm. if, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't find okay. it unbelievable. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What did this movie have to do with anything with the cabaret? Like, what was, what was the real reason that we call this cabaret? Why it features the cabaret so much and and why we should care about these two things. How do these two things go together? Other than she started in the cabaret and then for the first five minutes, we see her in that world. And then we just don't even see that at all, at all. She's not in any other numbers. She's not interacting she, with those characters. The final number. She goes away. 
No, she goes, yeah, we have in the beginning and in the very end. But what about in the middle? There's not really that much that has anything to do with like her life in that world at all. This is the start where she wants to pursue an acting career. And it's like, this is where she like grinds it out. And Cabaret is this theater of life to like for all the uh, subterranean underground people. Like you have a home here. So in, in a two hour film called Cabaret, and we focus on this one per this one person especially Liza Minnelli's character. We see her in the opening, and then she's really not. There's no part of her that is in that world for the rest of the movie. She's just off gallivanting, doing whatever. And then we're sandwiching that. We're we're th sort of throwing all of these musical numbers that's supposed to connect to the real world, but a lot of it didn't. A lot of it didn't feel like it did. It was just like, wait, what does that have to do with anything right here? Other than society is kind of gross or we're all ridiculous humans. But is that what we're talking about here in this movie? Like, what, what are we, what, how, why are we putting these things together? No, I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually asking you I, to explain that to me. I thought so that she was. I can see if I, if I missed something major. I thought she, I think we have at least three Liza performances in the cabaret throughout. And even while she's gallivanting with Maximilian, then that leads to the, collaboration the duet with the mc of money money mm -hmm. money so you have an opening number of mm -hmm. like being bored in your room come to the cabaret i thought again and mm -hmm. so that's featuring liza minnelli there's an opening number there's definitely a number in the middle where she does a duet and there's a closing number with her performing and right. well the closing number is ultimately the, the most she so sings most a solo thing. at some point i think right after yeah. she starts the relationship with brian of like everything's roses now also to me, the message, which I thought you of all people would have loved, was <laughs> live life. What's the point of being bored in your bedroom at night? Go out, enjoy live music, theater, sure. the cabaret. Experience life, which I think is the message of this film. And you can do that through the cabaret. I can get behind that other than the cabaret seems like kind of a gross place. And <laughs> it... it it's, it's too like, too dusty for Bo's liking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not getting caught up on anything like that. It's just like I just thought that her character was absolutely like annoying, and yeah. I didn't believe this person could be successful in what she was successful in this role. Is like anybody with half a brain would see right through her garbage. I didn't believe their relationship. I didn't think it was like attractive. Uh, I, I'm not saying like, that's the relationship. It's not the relationship I want. So it's not good. I'm just saying like, I didn't see in this movie why any of these characters liked her. Like, I just didn't see it. I, I was like, this is unbelievable. Like maybe Maximilian. Cause he's also a drunk, but like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it, it was just a messy bunch of relationships and kind of a, a, like, like I agree with Brit. It's like kind of a wasted, like, side story of what's actually going on in the world and, and partnering it with this story. I don't know. I just, like, mm -hmm. every reaction she had, it was, like, so, like, over the top. It's like, you're telling me that she won the Oscar makes me think, like, Oh no, what other movies were so bad they couldn't beat this? <laughs> you know this you know? one, it's the most it won the most Oscars at the Academy Awards. It won 8 Oscars <laughs> and best well, costuming, best editing. It, it, if we want to go down that road, we can pull up a lot of want to go out and commit a crime. 
I, this I could was be wrong so about best setting. I could fucking, be wrong about okay. that. Okay, I hope you know, not. Because like that was one of my of notes films. is like, why are 70s movies so frenetic when it comes to the editing? I know there what's going so on. There were so many right shots that were just on. like did like did they inhale a pound of cocaine before editing this movie? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. It's all over the place things. and like so jarring and just ugh. I can't. I know what <laughs> I know what's going on right now. What? Do you? Um, yes, you're doing that thing where you're faking me out. You both love this movie. <laughs> I know it. I know that's what you're doing. Um, all right. Well, um, what? what? <laughs> does anyone have any other opinions about this movie or points that we I haven't do. addressed? Let's see if I have I any do. other notes. I actually have some uh, in the positive column, which is uh, Joel Gray as the MC. I thought was fantastic. And I like, it was great, at, great, great scene. At, at Wait, several just, points was like I'm sorry equal... did you say best did you say Joel Gray yeah yeah he won best supporting actor at the yes. Academy Awards keep yes. going yeah v- very much oh, wait, wait. I, I, I want to be really clear if we're basing this off of like who won awards for roles can we go back to the searchers <laughs> oh Jesus can we just go back can we, yeah, exactly. can we stay it, on it the controversy means, of this movie it means nothing is what okay. I'm saying well, I very much enjoyed him, whether or not he won. And I thought at several points he was like equal parts, like hilarious and scary in a way that was like, I, I didn't know how I felt inside, but I wanted to watch it. Like it was just, it was very weird. But, uh, but yeah, I like for me, one of the highlights it, overall is like him. And then also just, I thought the choreography and the way that they integrated humor into the dances and songs was awesome. I really, really enjoyed Like mm. there were so many just like subtle gags of like the timing of a trombone or like somebody's shaking their tits while this noise is happening. And just like Great. little right. like beep, bop, boop, boop, gag, gag. I loved that shit. I like that. That I would have, I would have rather, it's not the same movie. I know that I'm not writing this movie. I didn't direct it or edit it, but like I would have rather have watched either of these two movies the, the, <laughs> let's show some more nazis and what's going on out there and how that's affecting this world or let's show this world a lot more in a, yeah. in a way that isn't just musical because you never get to know any of these people which is fine again i'm changing the movie but it's like i actually liked some of the musical numbers i thought they were clever like you said all these points uh i chuckled at a couple of them and without without i cannot deny the fact that liza minnelli has a voice and that last number you could feel it it was a a pretty amazing performance but at that point i had just she the movie had lost me i didn't care i didn't care about these people i wasn't destroyed for any character when something bad happened i wasn't i wasn't it was like almost there was no emotion in me at all for these people it's like when she had the abortion that should be kind of a big thing should be kind of a sad yeah, it was thing, just, but I was like, it was just yeah, one was, of her whims, you know? Yeah. It was just like, just, Oh, it was, a you know, it was never going to work out anyway, clearly. And they're so <laughs> ridiculous. And it's like, okay, I just don't like these people. I don't like these people. So. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> ten, ten, I give it a 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else to add before we go? To our... Oh, Oh, Ian, you're so exhausted. with just the idea that you have to defend this thing. That's I'm funny. not. I think I you, and I stand by win. my opinion that this is my this is my searchers. I think mm. this was a great film. 
I would recommend it to everyone. I think it has, wow. I think it's phenomenal. And I, 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 again, I think in the same defensive way where my concern is like, if you don't like, and I, I, if you don't like searchers because you don't like John Wayne's racism, that's one thing, or you don't like John Wayne, that's one thing. If you don't like this movie because you just don't like this character, that's, you know, I would argue that that's not the point versus what's the story, which again, it sounds like both of you hate the story that they told or what they focused on. Um, Again, it is based off an autobiography, so it's not like, in terms of like, how did these people get together? It's like, well, uh, and I'm oh, sure. Yeah, was it an autobiography of Liza Minnelli playing that role? No, it was probably somebody that wasn't as insufferable as that, you know? <laughs> and anyway. all that jazz! <laughs> jazz hands, jazz hands, jazz hands. Okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I am bummed out. I really thought y'all, I thought I picked a winner. Wow. Well, do you, any other big points you want to point out before we go into our game tonight? Tonight's game. I'm ready mm. for games. I, I'm, I've got my jazz hands in place. Raise your yeah, emoji. Raise your emoji jazz hands. <laughs> so to change things up a little bit tonight, in the spirit of cabaret, <laughs> uh, instead of our regular trivia, we're going to play a game tonight called Finish the Lyrics. And I Ooh. have five songs from famous musicals. And this is going to be a winner take all. Whoever gets the most correct out of the five gets all three points for trivia. Wow. And okay. Okay. I have five songs. I'm going to sing the lyrics, and if you can fill in the remaining lyric, you get a point. Again, you're gonna you're gonna go battle to battle after each song. Okay. Brit is gonna destroy me. And so get your emoji hands ready. Are you? You know, you know, Brit was in dance. You know that, right? <laughs> Brit was in dance uh, well, okay. for many years. It was oh. mostly ballet, so there's not really a whole lot of lyrics happening there. So calm down. Okay. <laughs> I, you know the lyrics to this this song today. I this performed movie? that song in high school. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I didn't do all of cabaret. Okay. You know what? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> well, on our Patreon, we'll have some you know classic videos of Brit's performances. And... <laughs> oh, I think all right, they were ready? All VHS, are you ready VHS, for our yeah. first? <laughs> are you ready for the first song? Again, we're looking for you to complete the lyrics. Are you ready for our yes. first song? So ready. Yes. And I'm going to give you the movie. That's how generous I am. It's from wow. Singing in the Rain. I'm oh. singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. Brit has her hand raised. I'm happy again. That's correct. Brit's up one nothing to Bo. Congratulations, Brit. That's your favorite movie, Bo. <laughs> Now, I will ask you to wait till I pause before raising oh, your hand. Well, uh, okay. okay, well then, 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 okay. So that's why I was so, waiting. I was so waiting. So we wait for, for the, the pause actual, and then the we pause, raise. Okay, I mean, you don't okay. know what the fill in the lyric is, but. Uh, that's true. Song number two from La La Land. <sighs> City of stars, are you shining just for me? City of stars, there's so much of that. Oh, I just watched this. That sucks. 
Damn. Any I, I have I have no idea. I'll do it the one last more lyric time. Was City of Stars. There, City so of Stars, are you shining just for me? City of Stars, there's so much that. Bo with the guess. That you could be? That is incorrect. Britt, would you also like to take a guess? Uh, I was going to say that I want to see. <laughs> I can't see. Oh! So still Brit, one nothing. Um, so, all right. Are you ready for song number three? Remember, wait yes. till I pause. <laughs> song I like number this. three from Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh, Mamma Mia. Here I go again. My, my. Brit. <laughs> How can I resist you? That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Bo, you can still oh catch God. up. You I was so unsure. Yep. <laughs> I still have time. Yep, still I still can do this. <laughs> Brit, uh, Brit's up 2 nothing. Great job. How can I resist you? Uh, song number four from West Side Story. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and Brit. Witty and bright? That is correct. Brit with the mm. dominance. Mm. And just for fun, <laughs> just yeah. for fun, our final song. It is not from a known uh, musical theater, but from the recent Rocket Man musical movie. She packed my bags last night pre-flight. Zero hour. Bo? 9 a.m.? That is correct. That is correct. You nice. <laughs> well, you... Britt, congratulations. You <laughs> had three points to Bo's one, and you win three points this week. Hell yeah. yeah. Congratulations. What a win. What a win. Thank you, musicals. <laughs> Very, that was dance to any of those. <laughs> devastatingly divine. That was wonderful, Brit. Congratulations. Danke schön. Danke schön. <laughs> well, I am dreading this part of the show where we, <laughs> we get into our, reading, our ratings. But before we do that, uh, before we get into the ratings of this film, uh, we're going to do something a little different tonight. And uh, we wanted to hear from you, our listeners. So. We have a quick take from one of our Movie Cinema Club members, our dear friend Lauren from Santa Monica. Lauren, what did you think about Cabaret? Hi, Movie Cinema Film Club. Um, I want to say thank you for making me rewatch Cabaret, the movie. Um, I've seen the stage production more recently than the last time I've seen the film, so it was really surprising to that I'd forgotten how much I like it um I think it might be the best movie musical ever and I say that because I don't really like movie musicals typically there's a few exceptions I like My Fair Lady um and I I do think The Sound of Music is pretty good um but I like the this particular movie musical and I think it's because the music is um like incidental and not driving the plot, even though it's obviously very related to the plot as well. It's doing a lot of 
um, work in terms of theme and etc. But anyway, I really liked this movie musical way more than I thought I did. Cabaret is so good. And so much of it is like the iconic performances of Liza Minnelli and Joel Grey and cute, young Michael York. Um, uh, but I just think it's like, God, the, the, the ability of Bob Fosse to set a mood that's so unsettling and these like beautiful, intimate moments of friendship. You can't do that um, in a big Broadway stage musical. So it was really cool to see um, a movie that's way ahead of its time. Also, just as a sort, sort of like, um, Liza Minnelli as the sort of original manic pixie dream girl as Sally, um, Sally Bowles. I mean, I just was, again, like kind of surprised how ahead of its time this movie is. Um, and its ability to sort of be intimate and and thoughtful and beautiful and sometimes funny and tragic and um, yeah. Anyway, shocking to remember how much I liked it. I like it even more now, maybe. Um, and I really do think some of this, the choreography also got to be one of the best shot, uh, the number of best shot dance routines um, in terms of again movie musicals because like you get up so close to them they're really doing the dance moves there's no um faking it right um and uh the bob fossey choreography iconic um anyway thanks for letting me chime in uh love what y'all are doing and uh uh talk to you later thank you so much lauren and i think i speak on behalf of all of us when i say i love you <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for being part of the Movie Cinema Film Club. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> How did we rate this film? It's a great question. Mm -hmm. And because, Bo, you wanted to throw it at me for my take, I'm going to give you my rating first. Okay. I gave Cabaret a 9.5. <laughs> And Brit is how, Brit is reacting. How can that be? Brit is reacting in in joy. I think she gave a very similar oh, rating. Oh my god! So <laughs> I thought I thought I knew you as a person, Ian. A, a nine point five for Cabaret. Wow! Wow! I, I would recommend. There is that. only. I just want to make sure. Season. There is only one. Cabaret starring Liza Minnelli, right? I didn't like watch the wrong one. <laughs> Did you watch the dubbed version and not the Japanese <laughs> version? <laughs> um, oh man. Look, I would recommend this. I've already recommended it to people. I oh, think she delivers an incredible performance. Friendships. And you know, I mean, I know again, if I need to, Bob Fosse won for best director. Liza won for Best Actress, Joel Grey, Best Supporting okay. Actor. Yeah, best Titanic won. Loves. Best the Cinematography movie Titanic best won editing, a lot of best awards. Best Sound, Best yeah. Score Adaptation. All right, you know, yeah. I'm just, hey, I mean, oh, maybe the Brits thought differently. Oh, no, Best Film, uh, British oh, my Academy God. Film Awards. I'm sorry, I'm just, I, look, I, 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 guess, oh. uh, I guess I'm on an island on this one, I guess. <laughs> Brit... <laughs> But Britt, tell me. In 2023, me. you are. <laughs> Britt, tell me, tell me, what did you think of Cabaret? Um, if I was rating this just on the Cabaret itself, on the Kit Kat Club, this would be a much, much higher rating. But unfortunately, 
there was a story surrounding those oh, performances. No. no. So um, I gave this a four. No. <laughs> no. Oh. But you know, wait. song, wait. song, dance, what did you give outfits. It? You gave it a what? Four? That's money, 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 money. Did you even bang the what? pot? It's I'm I so got a wooden. It's a bad pot. I don't have. I need a cowbell. Uh, I don't know. Cut, <laughs> cut that out of the episode. So, cut it out. Yeah. Like, so for honestly, everyone listening that can't see the video, Ian just pretended to bang a pot. Um, <laughs> cool. So. That, uh, you know what? Actually, that's the best representation of how I felt during cabaret. Could, Brick, uh, Brick, could you just get that? There's something here, but it's not being done. Could you just get that's that how in, I felt. Could you just get that in post? Could you just put a nope. cowbell no, in post? We're not, we're not, no, fix it in pre. Um, listen. Uh, well, I, Bo, I know. Okay, so I gave it a 9.5. Brick gave it a 4. And, of course, uh, um, a voice of reason, maybe just yeah, finding the average on, of these things. I mean, I'm, right. sure, I'm, I'm just going to pencil in a 7.5 right now. Give it a 1 and put it uh, where it belongs, Bo. No. I, I got to tell you, no. you know what? There's a part of me that was, like, going to give this a certain rating, and you said 9.5, and I'm like, oop, I'm taking mine down, too. Um, so... I'm actually, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I am going to be nice because you're right. I was goofing you the whole time. And I just thought, how funny would it be if I made a joke out of this entire thing? Because we've never done that. Uh, and so I'm going to rate this film a three. And that's the truth. <laughs> I'm giving it a three. Wow. And I'm giving it a strong three because I thought the musical numbers did have something in them. But as a movie... I would not recommend this to my worst enemy. I Money. really did not. I really did not like this film at all. Now, maybe this would be an amazing stage play. And maybe it won awards in 1972 when people were like, let's just whatever. But like, <laughs> I thought this movie was a mess. I thought it was a mess. And it was unlikable. The characters are unlikable. The story has been done a million times since. You know, the, the, oh, the, the, it's sort of like love for a season kind of thing. Right. Mm. And it's like drama happens and whatever. And you go through these changes. And then in the end, the character that was going to go do something ends up not doing anything and just going back to the, back to the drawing board. Essentially. It's like, we've seen it. it it's been there. And I just really didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I'm giving this, did I say a three? I meant to say yeah. a two. I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three, but it, 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 it isn't a movie that I want to tell people I liked or watched. Ian, I, 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 I actually, really, I wish that you didn't take this so personally because I feel like y you look like your heart is literally breaking. I just want to say, I think it's okay if you really like something and we don't, I don't yeah. want it to make you sad though. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. I felt like that. <laughs> stars. Uh, you, yeah. Listen, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay it's that okay. We, we, we disagree. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, uh... Did you watch this with, any, with anyone? No. I, I almost started talking German. Did you watch this with someone? <laughs> nine? Uh, yeah. Nine? <laughs> uh, no, That's I watched what he gave it, it a 9.5. I watched it yesterday afternoon. Um, just okay. smiling ear to ear, really. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. I uh, it's hey, it's okay. This is kind of my embrace of the serpent, you know. Just to, I, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that's how I felt too. Right, I right. Like that. I'm, I'm calling back to, and for our listeners before we started recording. You know, years ago, I had picked a movie that was this was it was similar ratings where I you know <laughs> sometimes I, I I don't know I don't know I I, I don't feel bad I I guess. You shouldn't. I, just, I was just hoping. Hey. I was hoping you would have enjoyed this as much as I did, but that's okay. You don't have to defend. You don't have to defend anything. Listen, I, I can see why people don't like the Searchers. I can see that. I know we bring it up a lot, and it's like I can see why you guys didn't like it. I disagree. That's okay. It's all yeah. right. Listen, you're gonna have to answer for it, just like I had to answer for the Searchers hmm. over and over and over again. But like, I want to get a Searchers. I want a cabaret. I feel like every pick that I've had that like we we maybe I enjoyed some of them a little bit more than you guys, but it's never been such a huge. I want there to be a valley. I want to give something yeah. a 10 and have you guys give it a two. I'm going to work on that. What was the one? It was like Lucky Grandma. Yeah, Lucky that Grandma. was pretty bad. But even that, then, I think bad. I probably gave it like a seven and you guys gave it a four. A four. So, we you know, it wasn't like, like um, right. Yeah. The disparity. Yeah. The... yeah I yeah. see. I see. Yeah. Huh. I want to start some uh. shit. <laughs> it's okay. You know, um, yeah. it's okay. It's okay, guys. It's okay. Hey, listen, that's what we do. We, 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 we do the best we can. But at the end of the day, all we really are is Liza Minnelli and Michael York looking at each other. In a room full of candles and talking about the baby they're going to have, drinking glasses and glasses and glasses of alcohol mm. while they talk about said baby. And <laughs> they just look at each other longingly and they say, you know what? We may be fucked up. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. My name ain't Sun. Go around the flat, we both are sure on being poor. Okay, MCFC, in the spirit of keeping with the 70s, uh, you know, we want to we wanna, wanna keep it in the realm. Uh, I decided to pick a film from Belgium directed by Chantal Ackerman. It's coming in at a short three hours and plus minutes. It's Jean Dielman, 23, Quai du Commerce, 1080, Brussels. So get ready. It's on Criterion. We might as well hunker down because it's about to win. See you soon. Movie Cinema Film Club is brought to you by Shit Show Media. Make sure you check out all of our upcoming movies we'll be talking about on our Instagram at Movie Cinema Film Club. If you have an opinion, a comment, or a movie you think we should watch and discuss, email us at moviecinemafilmclub at gmail.com. This week's episode was written by Ian Schof, Brittany Everett, and me, Bo Hufford, and it was edited by Brittany Everett. Remember, support your local cinema, don't spoil films, be oh so quiet at the movies, and for the love of God, choose to read subtitles and boycott film dubbing. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.